Welcome back to the Strictly MMA Talk Show. As always, both your hosts, James and Nate. Nate, how we doing today, baby? We're good, man. We're good. I'm chilling in the dark today, all right? I did notice that. Yeah, you know, I got the blue light going. A little bit of a different vibe coming at you. Half the face is lit. I feel dangerous over here, James. I feel real dangerous. How about yourself? How is it over there in beautiful, sunny? Well, you know, I don't want to tell everyone where you're at, out you, but, you know, you know where you are. How is it? Sorry, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Sunny, like I said, no rain, all sunshine, barely any clouds. I can't complain too much about being here. Um, life, life is good. You know what I did notice? I, I'm continue to just realize how much of a peasant I am on this planet. A peasant. So uh, we're in these apartments, which is, these apartments are not bad at all, like the apartments we're in. Right in front of me right now, so there's a window in front of me. Right in front of me is there's a guy looking right at me. He's on his balcony. He's just looking. <laughs> down, he's looking down upon me, drinking his expensive coffee, and he's like, "Cousin." Mm. And uh, the apartments in front of me are super nice and more modern, and so are the ones to the right of me. They have a garage underneath. All I see is Porsche, Tesla, right, like coming out, and I'm just like. Meanwhile, I'm walking eight blocks to get to the, which the, the, the Kia Sportage is a nice car, but then you stack it up next to the, you know, brand new Porsche. Yeah. You know, you can't expect, you can't expect it to compete with that. Honestly, you know, it's, it's not made for that. It's tough, but uh, no, no complaints. Life is good. Fights on this weekend. And um, this weekend, super kind of sad, super kind of sad. You like that? Super kind of sad. It's supposed to be Max Holloway fight week. Remember that? It's supposed yeah. to be Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. Unfortunate. But that's that all is, right. That is pretty sad, man. We got Islam Makachev and Thiago Moises. So uh, interesting matchup here. But I, I want to bring this up. I love what, shout out to Punchless again, what Dale had to say about Islam Makachev, that he has the biggest expectations in mixed martial arts. It's either he becomes champ or he fails and there's no in-between. So true, man. Like Habib and American Kickboxing Academy and every Cormier, everybody has hyped him up to this notion that he is going to be the next lightweight champion. And if he does not do that, he has fucked up. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, the expectations are definitely riding real high on Mr. Islam Mahajev, man. Uh, minus 850 as opposed to Thiago's plus 540. Okay. Wow. Um, the tap, the tapology voters, 94% of them are going with Islam. Um, I don't know what the prop bets are, but yeah. Okay. So he's, he's expected to, uh, blow through Thiago Moises. And I know we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit more, but no, I comparisons are being drawn every time his name comes up big shoes to fill, man. Absolutely big shoes. Do I think that he, I think he can wear it. Well, he seems like a guy who can just stay calm and cool and collected and just kind of like work through it. And the outside pressure doesn't really mean too much, you know, and he does have Habib to kind of, guide him through it and the guy that's been there before so maybe that immediate attention isn't so shocking because he knows how to react to different things or at least has help on how to react to different things so that's my take on that 
No, that's true. That's a good point as well. I mean, Habib guiding you through anything is generally pretty helpful, mm -hmm. especially, you know, not even just training. Like you're talking about a guy who's at a different level of fame and pressure throughout his entire career. I mean, he's still anytime. I mean, you post anything about him online, it goes viral every single time. The guy is a, uh, a list celebrity and he's going to turn Islam Makachev into that same kind of celebrity slash fighter, in my opinion. Absolutely, man. I mean, remember the last Islam Mahachev video we made? Yeah. Oh my it's like god, our second, right. it's like our second most viewed video, man. People love Islam Mahachev. Like Islam. Well, you and, love uh, him or you hate him, but like he's got a huge fan base. In uh Usman, Nurmagomedov. Anytime we post yeah. anything of these guys, it, people it love goes that crazy. shit. Crazy. You know? So let's go, let's go, Islam Mahachev fans. Let's go Usman Nurmagomedov fans. Uh, we know you're out there listening, man. So shout out to y'all. I think we're just a Russian channel now. I think we're just gonna change it just only russian fighters well we'll see man if they keep performing the way that they do you might as well have a little at least segment yeah here's the here's the question that i'm posing with this so apparently everyone's been ducking islam right like the fight was all well felder retired but it was offered re-offered to rda and offered all these other guys apparently nobody wants to fight him could be true so he took the fight with diago moises because apparently it was the only guy who was taking the fight so shout out to Moises if that is true. Is Islam Makhjev overhyped going into this, or has he just been untested? Meaning, like, everybody he's been matched up against, he's just been significantly better than them. So it, it looks like he may be fighting people that aren't on the same level. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, does that make sense? No, I hear what you're saying. I mean, then people can definitely make that argument. I mean, you got Drew Dober, Davey Ramos, Armin Sarukian, Kajan Johnson, and I don't even know this person. Don't know how to say that. Gleason, Gleason Tabau. Gleason Tabau. Yep, he was a he was a vet. Nick Lentz, Chris Wade. You know, maybe maybe my casual colors are showing here, man. But no, I not the most recognizable list of names. Right. But he did win pretty pretty convincingly and dominatingly. Right. Like. Even if even if the names aren't there, I mean the way that he's beating the names is what you're what you're expecting to get out of a guy with this much hype. A hundred percent. Like that's why I posted that thing on, on Strictly the other day that this dude, Islam Makachev, gets hit less than one significant strike per minute. That's a ridiculous statistic, regardless of these guys are all at the level of the UFC. Like he's fighting in the UFC, he's fighting in the Olympics of mixed martial arts, some people may call it. And this man, this killer is barely getting touched. And then everybody's like, well, the one time he got knocked out, the one time. Yeah, yeah I love when that comment comes out. Yeah. You know, it, it is mixed martial arts. Like, it only takes one. You're wearing four-ounce gloves. Sometimes shit happens. Not everybody can Six be years ago. Yeah. Like, so, what is he, 19 and something? 19 and one. That's his only Nin loss. 19 and one. Yeah. Let's focus on the one loss six years ago. Um, and what are you saying? Even if that is an argument for Islam, you think Tiago Moises is going to go out there and knock him out? Right. Like the big thing with Tiago Moises is, you know, the black belt jujitsu. But right. what are you going to submit him when you're on your back in full guard? Right. I don't think so. I See, really I'm don't think so. No disrespect. I can't At all, like picture it happening. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Going into the Drew Dober fight, 
I did think maybe Islam was getting overhyped. Maybe, you know, everyone's just just talking about him because Habib's talking about him. And I'm like, I think Drew Dober can get this done. And then the way he beat, and I love Drew. You know, he's a boy's a punch list. He's a man. He's an amazing fighter. So I mean this with all due respect. But the way Islam Makachev dominated Drew Dober, yeah, I was like, okay, all right. Maybe he's not overhyped. Maybe maybe uh, he's not overrated because he Drew Dober couldn't do anything. The way he controlled him on the mat was just something else, regardless if you think it was the most exciting fight in the world or not. Like that kind of control over a guy like Drew Dober, nobody does that. No, couldn't agree more, bro. Abs- I mean, even just looking down further the stat sheet, we got 68% for a takedown accuracy from Islam. He's landing two strikes a minute, like you said, absorbing 0.77. And then you got Diago Moises with a 63% takedown defense and a 33% takedown accuracy. I don't know. I, you could maybe see something crazy that Diago maybe has studied and has some unique way to to grab a submission with Islam on top, but Unless I don't know what I, I don't know what you game plan for other than just trying not to be absolutely mauled for 15 minutes. Yeah, it's the same way you game you game plan for Habib when you're getting ready to fight Habib. Like, how do you, bro? You do everything possible to not get taken down. Everything. Like, I mean, right. running. I mean, circling, running away, whatever you got to do. To me, but here's the thing: it's in the smaller cage. It's back in the apex. So that definitely benefits Islam. But my next question is, is Thiago Moises being overlooked? I mean, Islam Makachev being a minus, what was it, a minus 850? I think that's a little bit ridiculous. What do you think over there? Uh, you know, I'm I'm torn. I'm not going to say any negative things about Thiago Moises. I mean, he's on a, a nice little win streak, right? Let me pull it up. He's coming in on a three-fight win streak. Let's just pieced up uh, Hernandez. Yep. And Bobby Green and an ankle lock victory over Michael Johnson. I mean, he looks good. I (laughs) do I think minus 850 is a lot? Yes. But do I think the fight is going to go any other way? No. So therefore, put the odds what you are, because that's the way I'm going. The fight's going to go anyway. Right. Like Thiago has to finish this fight, correct? He's got to finish the fight if he wants to. I, I don't see him. I don't see him out grinding Islam for 25 minutes. I said 15 earlier. I forgot. 25 that's, minutes. That's five rounds. Yeah. It's a long. I don't time. see it. I don't see it. He's got to grab some some submission. I don't know what it is. Not not that technical in there, but from my angle. I think Islam's just going to do what Islam does. Simple wanna, as that. I want to read you something. Uh, I, so, Thiago Moises spoke with ESPN's Brett Akimoto. Brett posts about it. Brett says, chatted with Thiago Moises over the phone. Compelling stuff ahead of his first main event. He said, winning this one fight against Islam Makachev will be worth four wins against unranked lightweights. It's hard to disagree with that. This is an amazing opportunity for Thiago Moises. Thiago Moises was someone who 
not to us was flying under the radar, but definitely flying under the, ra- under the radar to the casuals. You know, a lot. I think a, a lot of people still don't know who Thiago Moises is, but more do now just because he's fighting Islam Makachev. Now, if he goes in there, he's a he's a plus five something underdog. If he goes in there and beats, not only beats but submits Islam Makachev, all the people can say Islam's overrated all they want after that moment. But Thiago Moises' stock just went through the fucking roof. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're busting in the top 10 right there. 100%. Absolutely. So, I mean, hats off to Thiago. I mean, he really has nothing to lose. He's supposed to lose. He's supposed to get, he's supposed to get dominated here. So, Like you said, I mean, who, no one wants this fight. Yeah. So, and a thing I will say about Thiago Moises, his striking continues to get better. I'm pretty sure he's only like 26 years old or something. But Yeah, 26. I think you're right on the hair there. There we go. Right on, hit the nail on the head, as I do always. And <laughs> numbers and, uh, guy, big numbers guy. But Thiago Moises, since he came into the UFC, I think the first time I really did see him fight was the Michael Johnson fight. And since that moment, his striking has significantly gotten better. He looked super good against Alexander Hernandez. That's um, true. I don't know how Hernandez thought he won that fight, by the way. Yeah, dude. Well, but, like, that's what you didn't expect, too. Going into that fight, I was like, hey, you know, Hernandez is much better on the feet. Thiago Moises just came out and shut that down for 15 minutes straight. Right, exactly. So, and like you said, I don't know how he thought he won that fight. Yeah, Hernandez, dude, he's still, he's still, I, I check his Instagram, he'll still tell you he won the fight. Like, just turn the commentary off. I'm like, I did that, man. All due respect, I did that. I still think you lost. The guy has zero credibility after the Benil Daryush incident. What, the faking the glove tap? Then, yep. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Dead to me. And he ignored our DM, so. Good. I'm glad. Uh, you know who didn't ignore our DM? Our boy, Derek Minner. He'll be big back on. Derek Minner. That's right, baby. Derek Minner's doing big things next weekend, but we'll save that. We'll save that for next week. All right. Look, I wasn't going to uh, bring up Conor McGregor anymore because I've kind of beat that dead horse, but I saw <laughs> John Kavanaugh say just some ridiculous things. So I'm back with some slander. I'm back with my shit. I'm back with my hate. Um, did you see this before I get into it? Because I know you know what I'm about to bring up. Did you see it before I sent it to you? Nope. Strictly from, uh, from you. Okay. So John Kavanaugh. If anybody doesn't know who that is, Conor McGregor's coach, friend, mentor, blah, 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 blah. Blah, um, blah, blah. Yeah, they've been together forever, right? forever. Um, John Kavanaugh did an interview where he talks about how he thought the trilogy was going. Now, I'm not sure. Now, again, I say this with I'm not going to sit here and say maybe they should part ways, blah, blah, blah. Cause who am I to say that they're both loyal people. They've been together since the beginning. So I'm not going to say anything like that, but what I will say is I don't think we were watching the same fucking fight. I don't, because after hearing, <laughs> I will say that. So let's just listen. So this is from John Kavanaugh. They asked him about the first round of the trilogy because that's all we got to see. I wasn't concerned at all. I was actually really, really happy, Kavanaugh said, and I knew what I was going to be saying between rounds. I was just going to tell him to keep doing what he was doing with the kicks and try to close a bit heavier this time. So we'd be looking to rather than exchange punches to slide back and left hand like it did in Aldo. 
look for those kind of techniques, slide back, left cross, slide back, left uppercut, and kind of let Dustin fall into that kind of open space. At the 430 mark, everything was gravy. Energy looked good. Technique looked good. Few adjustments between rounds. And I thought we're on track to getting a finish there, or at least keep going. Keep the rhythm going for the rest of the fight. Nate, is that the same fucking fight that you, you watched? Does that sound right? I'm no MMA coach, but uh, no. Like what? At the 430 mark, everything's gravy. Energy looked good. Technique looked good. At the 430 mark, I checked. Connor was getting his fucking ass kicked, to, to, for lack of better words. Like, are you just yes manning Connor because you don't want to upset him? Are you just, is that what you do? Are you just yes manning him? Because if that's what you're doing, that's bad coaching. You don't yes man people. You know who doesn't yes man people? Speaking of Derek Minner, James Krause doesn't yes man people. James Krause tells you how it is. If you're losing the round, you're losing the fight, he tells you, and then he tells you what you need to do. He doesn't yes man you and say, oh, everything looks good. Everything didn't look good. Everything looked horrible for Connor. Connor had maybe 60 seconds of positive moments. He landed one punch and was throwing good kicks. But then Dustin started coming forward. Dustin started using offense. Dustin started closing the distance. Dustin put Connor on his back foot. Dustin lit up Connor to the point that Connor had to initiate grappling. Dustin then was taking down Connor, and Connor had to go for a submission, which, what the fuck is that? Oh, Connor, Connor goes for submissions now? You know, Connor goes for submissions when he's desperate, when he doesn't know what else to do. That's when Connor goes for submissions. Then he gets taken out, put on his back, and gets the absolute shit kicked out of him for the rest of the first round. And you're telling him he's doing good? I'm no coach. But is that good coaching? Like you said, man, no coach over here, but it doesn't seem, though. No, I, would, I, would, I think you would rather have someone who could, you know, correctly analyze what's going on and feed it back to you. But maybe, you know, it's you take in what you got. You got to be positive with your guy in between rounds. You got to be pos- like, you know, that's a tough question, man. If you and I went out to the bars and I went and fought some guy, and I got my ass kicked, and I come back to you go, well, you fucking pussy, you, uh, you just got your ass beat. Or do you go, well, you know, I mean, you looked like you had good head movement, but his combinations were too quick. So to, maybe a little bit of a compliment sandwich? Like, I don't know. Look, I would, it be bad, would it be bad coaching if he was shitting on his guy? Because the best to- thing the best thing that anyone in the McGregor camp can do now is just blame the ankle. That's why, that's why Conor McGregor is just scooting around on the sidewalk in a wheelchair talking about his stress fractures. Like you can say anything you want because the fight ended with a broken leg. Right. Like you don't, you don't, that quote doesn't exist. If the second round comes around and Conor gets knocked out, I don't think that he's having that same analysis that everything looked good. Right. And they're going to hold on to that. They're going to hold on to that. Well, his ankle broke. Well, his ankle, bro- his ankle right. did break, but after getting beat up for four minutes. Again, I'm not saying Connor couldn't have won in the second round, but I'm saying from, from this. It quote, was unlikely. It was, it was definitely unlikely. Everything was looking good. Everything was looking good. Everything was looking bad. Now, to go. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the end right there. Yeah. <laughs> To go off your point, like, I'm not saying if you're a coach, you have to shit on your guy. Like, you have to be like, oh, you, you're doing fucking horrible. But you got to be honest. Like, you got you to be really like, okay, look, we lost that round. Put that behind us. 
let's do this. But again, I'm no coach, but just to me, the reason why I'm bringing this up, the reason why this talk show is turning into the Conor McGregor slander show is because this sounds like a yes man to me. This sounds like you are yes man and Connor, and you guys are going to hold on to that, the ankle break and the injury. And, and you're going to act like Dustin didn't just dominate your boy for four minutes. Yeah. You're going to act like that. That's definitely what's going to happen. That's hundred percent what's going to happen. Like maybe, maybe he had uh, the, the stress fractures or whatever in his shin prior to the fight. Maybe he did, but even if he did that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You were still losing every other aspect of the fight. Even Dominic Cruz said, sometimes you got to sit on your hands and shut up. Time to sit on your motherfucking hands. Just sick of it. All the little Connor fanboys in my comment section too. Shut the fuck up. What does Anyways. Josh Neal have to say about this? Josh has actually been very honest. And not no. biased. We don't, have to put him on, we don't have to put him on blast. I no, was just please. asking. I was just asking. He DM'd me. He's trying to tell. He's still DM'd me right now about it. He's still trying to. He's trying to tell me Connor would be RDA in a five round fight by decision. I said, "You're out of your fucking mind, Josh. There's no way, no way he's going to be RDA." Dude, he must still I, be I, drunk. He must still just be sipping on the proper twelve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know, man. You got anything else to say about that that subject before I move this on? No, I think uh, you know I'm happy with my take on there. I think I cleaned up everything I need to clean up. I'll be the bad guy for that. That's fine. I got you, man. Yeah. All right. Oh, did you watch the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley press conference? Clips of it. Clips of it. I did watch the part that you referenced in the notes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So the part I referenced, if anybody doesn't know, so Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley are fighting August 29th, taking place in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, they made a bet yesterday. They made a bet that the loser has to get I love the other person tattooed on their body and post it on Instagram. So if you don't get what I'm saying, Jake Paul loses. He has to get I love Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley loses. He's got I love Jake Paul. Damn. I give uh, hats off to Jake for uh, he presented that bet and he accepted it and shook on it. So dude must be either dumb or pretty fucking confident. Yeah, but I mean, he tatted gotcha hat on him. Like Jake Paul's one of those dudes that he could just get like a dumbass tattoo and it doesn't matter because they're just like blends in with the other ones. But it's funny. It's, It's like stupid and funny. I tell you what, at the press conference when Jake presented it Woodley did not look like he wanted to do it like all of his confidence quickly exited his body Jake said it and Woodley goes like this like this and he's got the microphone in his hand he goes ha 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 what do you guys think he looks at the crowd and See, I was like oh no I don't know I don't know I interpreted that a different way I think, that Ty- I think that Tyron Woodley was doing a very good job trying to draw a reaction from the crowd. It made the video a little better. You know, if he just went right back and forth and was like, oh, yeah, no, or like, oh, yeah, deal. You know, it's like, oh, guys, what What do you think I should do? You think I should get, think I should get the name tatted on me? See, if he said it like that, the way you just said it, <laughs> that's different. Instead of like, not ooh, how I don't know. What do you guys think I should do? <laughs> exactly. Like the yeah, way you right. said it, 
that sounds way better. Like if you fair enough. Like, he's like, what y'all think? You think I should get that tatted? Huh? You think I should do that? I ain't gonna lose blah blah blah. Like that would have been different. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. we'll be we'll be about it. But then <laughs> the way, like, when he was like, ha ha, what what do y'all think? <laughs> I was like, that didn't seem. Even Jake was like, dude, you have no confidence. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah. This ain't look good for you, Woodley. That doesn't mean he's going to lose. I'll put that right. bullshit aside. That yeah, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean shit. But again, like, we always talk about press conferences. Press conferences is fun. At the end of the day, the shit talking sometimes just really doesn't fucking matter. Except no. the majority of the time, it doesn't matter. It's but it's about... just, it's just so much fun. Right. Yeah. Um, what is up? Is there a person in the robot, by the way? Is there a person in there? Or is that? Yeah, no, there has to be. Okay. There's no, there's no way it's just a robot. It's just like, it's, it's yeah, always no, behind think, them. <laughs> there's definitely a person in there. <laughs> it's definitely a costume. Okay. We'll what? fact check that some other time. I'm not sure. I'm actually definitely very excited for that fight. To be honest with you, I know a lot of people aren't. But I'm actually very excited for that fight. I, I give, I, again, I don't, I'm not a Jake Paul fan, but I give him a lot of credit for taking this fight, man. I really do. I know Woodley's not traditionally a boxer, but you're looking at someone who's trained striking for a very, very long time and has real legit knockout power. Like this dude knocked out Robbie Lawler basically with one shot. Yeah. I mean, he's, we got to pretend like just Ben Askren fight just like didn't happen. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. It just straight up doesn't count. I knew that was going to happen, man. Everyone did. Ben Askren didn't even train striking for like two decades. He admitted it. He was like, he's like, yeah, I just train. It's all he needed was his wrestling and mixed martial arts, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but that is what it is. Like, I knew that was going to happen. I think most people knew that was going to happen. Ben, I love you, but you're not a striker, man. Um, Yeah, moving on. Speaking of all the, the welterweight division and Rob Law and everything, Nick Diaz is coming back, baby. It's going down September 25th. You stoked? That is, uh, that is big, big time, man. First time I'll ever watch a live Nick Diaz fight. Really? Yeah. Damn. I wasn't watching back in the day. So, you know that story I told you about Nick Diaz? Stockton, motherfucker, stock that shit? Yeah. That was the f- first fight with Robbie Lawler 17 years ago. That story I told you. And now he's fighting Robbie again. Crazy. So, dude, I, I cannot. I'm super excited for this fight. It's five rounds, September 25th, UFC 266. Excuse me. That's going to be a banger, man. Um, I think that's a perfect fight for both of them. You know, because I, I, Robbie's probably, he's got to be 38 now, something like that, and, or, right? It's got to be. Robbie's been in the sport forever as well. So I don't know how many fights he has left. I don't know how many Nick is going to take at this, you know, jump back into his career. So I think that's fucking perfect. And people are going to love to see it. Um, also on that card, I didn't write this down, but Valentina Shevchenko is putting her title on the line or having another sacrificial lamb uh, take on Lauren Murphy. Lauren, uh, I love you. I got all love. Um, I mean this with... But. This is usually the part where the but comes in. I love you. I love you. I got so much respect for you. 
And it's not a knock on Lauren as a fighter. Lauren is a great fighter. But Valentina Shevchenko is simply just another level of mixed martial artist. And I just see this going the same way all the majority of Valentina fights go, which Valentina just dominating every aspect of the belt. I don't really know what Lauren is going to do different from anybody else. I don't know what her game plan will be. I don't know what she's going to try to do. I just don't, I don't know. Maybe this is one of those situations where I'm wrong and Lauren Murphy just shocks the fucking world. But if I had to bet my rent on it, my bank account on it, everything I own, Valentin Shevchenko is still going to stay champ, man. Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to save the people some time and I'm not going to ramble anymore. Exactly what you said. I mean, there's yeah. nothing there's nothing that I can see Lauren Murphy throwing at uh, Shevchenko that I think is going to be a tipping point in the fight. Bank account, mortgage, Shevchenko, one and the same. I think like honestly, and then we can move on from it. I think honestly Lauren's best chance just go in there guns a-blazing, and just hope you catch Valentina. Just put so much pressure on, kind of like a Colby Covington-style fight. Just go right at her immediately. Put so much pressure on her. You're probably going to get clipped on the way in. Yeah. I mean, she's not going to get tired. Yeah. Right. You're not, you're not going to wear her down. You're not going to outpoint her. You're not going to do any of that stuff. Like, your only chance. Only chance. Bombs. Yep throw bombs whatever you have to do whatever drug you have to take do it i'm pretty sure she trains with Derek lewis pretty sure the same training excellent camp. excellent so Derek lewis can teach us some some bombs to throw mm-hmm. which is perfect so I, I think that's it man that's the only thing you can do like you said you can't outpoint her you can't outgrab her you can't you can't do anything it, it, she's a freak man Tell the people what you're sipping on there. It's a little uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey. That's good, isn't it? Tasty. Oh, yeah. Butter. It's like peanut butter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, Jeremy Stevens is on this card. I I totally forgot about that, by the way. Yeah, dude. Did we get to garbage time? It's garbage time. Go ahead. Garbage time, baby. Garbage time. Welcome to garbage time. I got a good I got a good take for you on garbage time. It has nothing to do with mixed martial arts. <laughs> You're gonna die too. You're gonna laugh. It's funny. It is garbage time. Um you betting this weekend, by the way? Oh hell yeah, I'm betting. Are you? Absolutely am I betting. What do we got? All right. Strictly MMA, welcome to garbage time. Preston Parsons, the dog of the night, absolute dog of the night going up against Daniel Rodriguez. No disrespect to Daniel Rodriguez. He's a bad man. Great takedown defense. Excellent boxing. Throws bombs. Does get a little bit tired, maybe. But Preston Parsons is, is coming up, dude. He's taking the fight on short notice. I'm not sure how long. I'm going to have to fact check that. But I know it's tight. Excellent. Excellent chokes. Great ground game submissions. He's, I think he's got, again, I'll double check it. 
I think he's nine and two with like nine submissions on the record. Not only that, when the dude is inside, beautiful inward at front elbows, splitting the guard. I think that if he gets inside, if he can just avoid some of those big power shots from Rodriguez, some of those tight combinations, you know, they're coming, get out of the way of them, get in there, wear them down, throw the elbows in there, possibly get them down. I think Preston Parsons is, is a good dog, an excellent dog. With that being said, James, he's plus 240. So you're hanging a little bit. But if you want to have some fun, jump on the Preston Parsons train. Train. Didn't know what I want to say out? there. Wagon, train. Has he ever been knocked out? He got knocked out by Mike Perry when he was like 20 years old. Wow, that's a weird coincidence. Yeah, in 2015. And he's 26 now. So, yeah, 20 years old. Which, that's not really a knock. Mike Perry hits pretty fucking hard. Right. Especially 2015 Mike Perry. Right. And then he lost by guillotine choke in 2017. I will say, though, okay, I'm, I'm out here. I'm pumping the tires of Preston, but he hasn't exactly been beating superstars. He's in the regional scene. The the records of the gentleman that he put the work on are a little bit questionable. I mean, you're looking at 10 and 7, 9 and 16, 10 and 4, 5 and 2, 6 and 1. So unproven guys, but I think if you go back and you watch some of the fights on YouTube, they're fun to watch. The guy's got some interesting weapons. And it seems like a well-rounded game that I think can overpower Daniel Rodriguez. Get the upset. It's yeah, an upset. You did homework. It's an upset. I was because I looked at it, man, and I was like, "Oh man, I think this could be good." And I could be biased because I hammered Daniel Rodriguez in the Dolby fight. I still think he should have maybe gotten the win, but that's a bad taste in my mouth. Where Rodriguez, you feel like you know how much he has. And then just to see him not be able to throw it is upsetting. And that might be sitting with me for too long, but that we will have to find out. I thought he won the Dolby fight as well. I thought it was pretty clear, like blatantly obvious, to be honest yeah. with you. I don't know what the judges were watching, but whatever. I'm not a judge. But no, man, I still have to. So I haven't, I lied to you. I said I was going to watch film today. I haven't watched it yet, but I will watch it before the right we got plenty of time too that's the other thing like we come on thursday but interviews roll out you get to see him on the scale things change you know but yeah that is best no 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 that 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 is a good point that is best to place your bets on like friday nights and stuff after all the weigh-ins happen and shit like that because you never you never know right you can get like a solid look sometimes you can be like uh you know maybe he's not looking as good as i thought he was and it seems that if someone does have a bad weight cut, it greatly affects the outcome of the fight. Man, remember when Habib had a bad weight cut against Gaethje? You and I were worried. We're like, he did not look good <laughs> mm-hmm. on the scale, man. Yeah, like, I mean, that like doesn't help prove our point. But right. yeah. <laughs> and Habib went in there and just smoked And then Gaethje. smothered him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's weight cuts seem to have a huge effect. Thanks, James. Thanks for stepping on our own. You know what here? That was a drastic example. He's a different, He's a different breed. That doesn't right, count. rules don't apply. Rules don't yeah. apply. Most people, most people get affected by weight cuts, like yeah. Davison Figueredo does, and well, um, yeah, I'll have to watch some film. I will have to check him out. 
I mean, the guys, some of the guys he fought, even though they're on the regional level, it seems like they had experience. Like some of those guys have well over 10 pro fights. Like that's, that's a decent amount of experience. Mm-hmm. One of the guys is like 10 and seven or whatever. That's a lot of fights. Yeah. And so, it, we're fighting the crowd. Okay. We're fighting the crowd hugely. The tapology voters, 93% are going with D-Rod. Because no one knows who Preston is. That's right. That's if you're in the yeah. 7%, man, you want to make some money, let's go. I'm shifting this week. I'm being, we're going to be aggressive, James. This is the week. This it pivots. That's why it's dark in here. I got the blue light behind me. It's go time. Okay. Chains out. I got to get a couple more skinny's out here flexing with his fucking AP every single day. I'm going to get me one. Okay. It's time. It is time for skinny Nate. How about that? Skinny Nate. Well, it would have to be something bet related. I don't know. I'm going to start selling picks. I'm going to just copy Skinny's whole style. Oh, we're, we're robbing Skinny now. <laughs> Skinny's a man. Dude, we got to get him back. He's we inspired get me. How about that? We'll get him back. We'll get him back. Inspiring guy. All right. Fights this weekend. What time? They start at 10 o'clock for you, right? 7 o'clock for me. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Um, Here's the last thing I want to leave you with. This is not mixed martial arts related at all. You you, you watch a lot of reality TV, don't you? Yeah, I like to think so. I watched maybe maybe a while ago. I fell off a little bit. I watched Denali binge watch Too Hot to Handle season two. Too Hot to Handle. You know that's the one where like the people are on the show and they can't have sex with each other. Yeah. What'd you say, Denali? I watched a little bit of it. Watched a little bit of it. Oh, was she like, oh, you watched it too? Yeah, so she's yeah that's okay. Her. I think I watched the first season. It's where the people are on the island. They're all hot and they can't have sex. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah. all like attractive people, but they can't mm-hmm. fuck each other. That You also right. can't jerk off. Fun mm-hmm. fact. You can mm-hmm. no self-gratification. Um, mm, okay. It seems uh, like a fair rule. So no kissing. Mm. How, could, how could you live? You know? No groping each other. Unbelievable. So, first, are they torturing these people or what? what is this? Do you just like to watch is, torture? This is my question for you. So, <clears throat> I was watching some of it because I, I was glimpsing. I was watching some of the the second season with her. There's these two. There's this couple. So, well, what, well, what they did at first, they told they lied to him. They told me you're coming on this other show where you just like party and like all these people and stuff like you meet. And then like they let them meet and like hook up a little bit for the first 24 hours, drink and shit like that. And again. Mind you, all these people, they're great shape. They all look good, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, all right, psych, you're on too hot to handle. Here's 100K in a pot. Every time you do something, you will be punished. Money will be taken out of this pot. There's this two people in particular. So they, were, they weren't listening to the rules left and right. Like they kept kissing and fucking up and losing money left and right. So then the little robot thing that like tells you all the rules and takes away your money said all right if no one does anything no one breaks any rules for 24 hours i'll give you like it was like ten thousand dollars back or something like that in your pot two people the same two people could not go 24 hours without touching each other so go ahead keep going no 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 my question is just that's what i was gonna say where's the question where's the question (laughs) my my question is like okay if if you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in front of you it's like okay nate all you have to do right now is not fuck this girl. <laughs> they, they, put, they put a 10 out of 10 dime piece in front of you. All you got to do is not, not fuck this girl. You get 100K. Are you able to do it? 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I just, I think I that's understand. the point though, man. I think, you know, we, it's, it's gotta be fake. It's There's no be, right? way. There's no way that, uh, someone doesn't have the self-control for $10,000. I mean, split between how many people? How many people are there now? 20? How many? No, there's way 10? less than that. There's like 10. They're 10. So it's a thousand dollars. You collect your thousand dollars after the show. You get $600 of it. 650 plane ticket. Do whatever you want. Then have a little vacation. That's what I'm saying. And plus it's the both of you. You got 1200. Have a ball. Especially the 24 hour, the 24 hour thing was like, all right, no one touched each other. I'm like, you couldn't go 24 hour. Like, right. I don't know. It just kind of, like, kind of blew my mind. Yeah. There's no way because the producers of the show, there's, I mean, they have to figure out ways like, why, why would you do anything? It's just free money. It's free money. You have to create, you have to create the show. That's the thing. I don't feel, I, I'm not buying the reality part of that show. That's what I'm saying. Hang on. Denise, fill me in on the, now she's invested in the podcast. Now that we're talking about two hot handles. <laughs> What? Garbage time's getting hot today. $20,000. All I had to do was go at night without doing anything. This is what I'm talking about. Like, Nate, you got to be right. This shit's got to be fixed. Like, there's got, fake. The, pro- fake. the producers are definitely like, yo, fuck each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if they're not doing enough fucking, the producers are like, hey, they're throwing Magnum Mantis condoms at them. Listen, man, listen. This isn't what we brought you on the show for, okay? <laughs> I thought we would have, if we really wanted to give money away, we would have picked some, you know, some other people. You're not supposed like, to be doing this. Y'all need to be fucking. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if, there's one thing, cla- if there's one thing that Netflix hates, it's celibacy. Okay. It <laughs> <laughs> is not allowed. It's like you couldn't go 24 hours without clapping cheeks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to get your opinion on this show, dude. I was watching, I was sitting there, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it down. I was like, this, there's this, this can't be real. Like, you, yeah. I was like, you could, you couldn't make it at 12 hours. Couldn't make it a night in a fucking suite for twenty thousand dollars. Go in the pool. Go in the pool. Yeah. Just go swimming. No. Kill some time. That shows something else. Danai, I didn't watch season one, but Danai is telling me the people on season one were a lot better about it. Like they were a lot better at following. Which actually goes back to your point. So maybe yeah. yeah the, first the season producer- they were like, "Oh, this shit was boring. Like we need to hype this up." You weren't good. They just find like sex addicts and they're like, hey, <laughs> try to Come not on. feed your addiction for 12 <laughs> hours. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> like, Jesus. Seriously, what kind of show is that? Also, just how comfortable everybody is on these shows, like with just being as sexual beings as possible, is something like they know they're on TV. They know like all this is going to be potent. Like Pete, like this one kid was on it. He's from TikTok, and he got he went viral on TikTok because he just like grinds on the on the ground and like on girls. And then they brought him on the show. And like, here's like another example of what I'm talking about. They all dressed up as like animals, and they had to do like mating calls 
of like what their animal would do. And this kid was like dressed up as like a lion or something. And he like crawled over to her and this girl and like bit her ass. Like on camera. I felt like I was I was watching a different show. Like I felt like I was I was watching the hub. Like I was I was like, I don't I mean just thinking about it, it makes me like, you know, it's just uncomfortable. I don't want to watch that. I don't <laughs> want to watch a guy dressed up as a lion bite someone else on the behind, man. <laughs> but uh I don't know if I'll be viewing the show. Overall, it was all right. Was one through ten. One, one through ten. Probably, I'd give it like a, a five. I think it's Perfectly more in the middle. To, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. are you the one? Way better. Fire. Big fire. Are you the one? Is are you the yeah. one? Is ten out of ten. Well, yeah, you know, there's a point to that show. Oh, I hope they find their perfect match. You know, not oh, I hope they can not have sex for two weeks or however long it is. Yeah, see, Danielle agrees as well. Even she said, "Are you the one?" is better. Yeah, no, it's one of the better MTV shows of all time. I'll tell you what, guys, it's for garbage time now. Nate and I will just start breaking down reality TV shows. Mm. There you go, dude. Strictly reality. Strictly reality. Strictly is everything. We're everything. Right. Yeah, I was trying to think of a joke. All right. Uh, I think that's it for garbage time. Unless you got anything else. That's it, man. I got everything out. Uh, Preston Parsons, uh, keep an eye on it. I got to go watch film. I'll do Please I do. Go, I Please go, do. I, I need a backup opinion on this. But I mean, it sounds like you've been studying. It sounds like it sounds like you've been putting in work. Big money going again. On again, check me before I go and make the bet, because I could I be know. a D Rod hater. Could be. I don't think I am. Could be. I give you my opinion on D Rod. I think. I think he's a tough competitor. You know, he's durable. He hits hard. And uh, he's well-rounded to an extent. But when it comes to, like, if this, if Preston is as elite as it's seeming based off his resume, if he come and people just don't know it yet, if his ground game is elite, I think that is enough to beat Daniel Rodriguez, avoiding, obviously, a big shot from the power he possesses. So, we'll see. We'll see. I didn't use the word elite, okay? That was me. Yes. I want everyone to be on the same page as me. I don't want to overhype it, but I feel like if you watch his fights, the things that he does well fit into what Daniel Rodriguez does not do well. Yeah. Well. No, that's a good breakdown. I like that. A good take. Mm-hmm. All right. Fights on this weekend. We'll see you guys Saturday for the live. And um, that's it. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching. Take care. We'll see you soon. Derek Minner. It'll be up Tuesday morning. We're recording Monday night. We'll have Derek Menner on. He's taking on Darren Elkins at the uh, card next weekend. So big, big fight for the boy, the Nebraska's finest. The wet blanket himself. That's right. (laughs) We'll see you guys.